0: Turn your Bibles tonight to Romans, the 8th chapter. Romans, the 8th chapter. And look with me at uh, verse 14. We're going to go ahead and dismiss children's ministry at this time. Thank you, Cindy, for standing back there and reminding me of that. Let's give our kids and our workers a big hand tonight. Amen. Notice with me now in Romans chapter 8 and uh, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led... By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The word sons there uh, means mature sons. So, as we grow and as we develop beyond being saved, beyond being born again, beyond the new birth, then, God has placed His Spirit on the inside of us to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us in all of our lives. And You will operate and walk in a degree of maturity as you learn to be led by the Spirit of God. So say this with me real strong. The Spirit of God God. is on the inside. inside. He is my guide guide. for for my entire life. You know, He is the Spirit of truth. And so He knows the truth for your life. And the closer you get to the Lord, the more you dwell in His Word, the closer and the more you commune with the Holy Spirit, the easier it will be for you to pick up on His cues. The easier it will be for Him to transmit and to disclose and make known to you the will of the Father and the plan of God for our lives. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, sometimes you can find out what is in a verse by taking a look at what that verse doesn't say. It doesn't say, for as many as are led by their emotions, they are the sons of God. Now, we have emotions, but we are all called to keep our emotions in check, right? And it does not say, for as many as are led by opportunities, Opportunities are great. We're believing for them, right? But just because an opportunity presents itself to you doesn't necessarily, even though it's a good thing, doesn't necessarily mean it's the God thing for you. So you've got to to know down on the inside of you which way to go, which door to take. Amen? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, not as many as are led by their emotions... Not as many as are led by opportunities. Or, it also does not say, For as many as are led by their head. See, you're not a head, are you? Yeah, I have a head. You got a mind. You got will. You got emotions. But in God, you are not a head. You're created in the God class. What do you mean by that? Created in the God class. Well, God is a spirit. And you... We're made in his image and likeness. You are a spirit being created in him. And so that is where God is going to lead you and guide you. He's going to lead you and guide you down on the inside where your spirit is, where the Holy Spirit is. And that's why he said over there in Proverbs 3 verse 5, he didn't say trust in the Lord with all your head. Now, I think it would do some Christians good to use the head. A little bit more. But when it comes right down to it, we do not want to elevate our understanding above the leading of the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Is it wrong to do research? Is it wrong to have understanding? Is it wrong to, you know, search things out? Absolutely not. What's wrong is, is to make your final decision based upon research and saying eeny, mini, miny, mo. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So he said over there in Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Well, if we're not going to lean to our head, we're going to lean to our heart. Then verse 6 says, in all of your ways, do what? Acknowledge Acknowledge Him. Confess Him. Put Him first and foremost in front of every decision that you make. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. And then we can trust this, that He will surely direct our paths. Now say this with me. I'm always in the right place at the right time. He is directing my paths every day and in every way. Just say this now, Lord, I just acknowledge you in all of my ways. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit never misses it. I can't read in the Word of God one place where the Holy Spirit made a mistake. And went, oops. I guess that shouldn't have happened. No, the Holy Spirit never, ever, ever has missed it or ever will miss it. Human beings without the Holy Spirit are at a great disadvantage. But oh, born again children of the Most High God, filled with the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God, having God Almighty living on the inside of them are at a great advantage. And whether you realize it or not, if you learn to follow Him closely, you don't have to miss it either. Now, I'm not saying we haven't missed it. I'm not saying I haven't missed it. But I tell you what, I wasn't following God when I had missed it, and neither were you. And so the lesson is learned then. Let's learn to be led by Him. Thank you, Lord. I'll guarantee you He will always lead you into triumph. He will always lead you into into victory he will always lead you in line with the word of god the spirit of god and the word of god are always in agreement they're never in disagreement there's no votes in the trinity you know the father doesn't say well we're gonna we're gonna do this and Jesus said, now, now, Father, I think we ought to go this way. No. And the Holy Spirit sided in with Jesus. Now, the Trinity are in complete unity and in complete harmony. Yeah. And did you know that in a sense, you also are a Trinity? Yes. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Yeah, yeah. And if you'll learn to train your spirit, man, your Trinity Can be in harmony. Amen. Amen? Amen. Now it takes some work. And it takes some development. But by the grace of God. We can get her done. (laughs) All right. And so. In verse 16 of Romans chapter 8. Again verse 14 says. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. And then in verse 16. He said the Spirit itself. And I like to place himself. Instead of the word "itself," because the Holy Spirit is not an "it. The Holy Spirit is a real person. He is a divine personality. So when we read Romans 8:16, I like to read it this way: The spirit himself, what does he do? He beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God." Now, the number one way that God leads His blood covenant children in the New Testament is not by an audible voice. But the number one way that God leads you and leads me is by this inward witness. This inward knowing. This green light, if you will, down in your heart, which says, yes, go do this. Or this red light, which we would call like a check in the spirit, where on the inside, we just know that that's not for us, that this investment is not good, that we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't go there. How many of you ever experienced that before? And if you'll learn not to override that, Oh, life will get much better. So the Spirit Himself, He bears witness with our spirit. In other words, He gives us that unction, that anointing, that sense of knowing on the inside. He bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In your spirit... And in my spirit, there is the capability of having a co-witness. Now, we talked a little bit about a co-witness was. How many of you remember what that illustration about the Mm co-witness? So let's take, for example, that Brother Tony, amen, and Vern, they're walking down Hesperian Boulevard. They're going to go over to Celia's and have some tacos after church. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're just getting ready to cross the street and an accident happens on Asperian Boulevard. And so the Hayward police come down and the Hayward police says, Now, did you see this? And Tony stands up and says, Yes, I saw this car go right through that light and run into that other car. It definitely was that car's fault, that person's fault. And so the police is taking down the information And then Vern pops up and says, Yep, I saw it too. And it's just like Tony said. See, Tony's the witness. But Vern's the co-witness. And you may get something down on the inside of you. You may have a witness on the inside of you. And then the Holy Spirit come right along and say, Yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. There's that co-witness. There's that agreement. Oh, thank God for the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit Himself will bear witness with your spirit that you are the children of God. And it, it, it pays to wait till you know. It pays not to move until you know. Now let's look at this a little further. That's our introduction. Look with me over at uh, the book of Psalms 16. The 16th Psalm, and I want us to look at verse 7. Oh, these are so important. Psalm 16, verse 7. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Go ahead. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. Oh, the counsel of the Almighty is so precious. Where it says, my reins shall instruct me, the NIV says, my heart shall instruct me. Another translation still says it this way. Instead of saying, bless the Lord who has given me counsel, my reins shall instruct me in the night seasons. Another translation says, my inmost self instructs me. Your inmost self instruction from your inner man by the Holy Spirit who lives in you. See, that word instruct, is He not a teacher? We talked a lot about that in the month of May. He is our teacher. He is our guide. And the fact is... You can and I can always be in the right place at the right time and always know the right thing to do and always make the right choices. And it's not because we're so smart. It's because He's helping us. He's helping us. And man, we need all sorts of help. Now I want you to notice something else about Psalm 16 verse 7. I'm going to bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reigns also shall instruct me. Now when? Everyone say, in the night seasons. The night. Amen. 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 Nighttime. Why does, he, why does he say night? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. At night is a time for us to get quiet nighttime is a time for you and I to wait on God and to rest. Now, of course, you know this was written before cable television. This was written before iPads and iPods and all the millions and millions of apps that are out there. And you know, I'm telling you, I love iPod and iPad because they're helping me. Because I'm steering it in the right direction. It's not steering me in the wrong direction. I'm in charge of my iPad. It's not in charge of me. Okay? Now, if you're not there yet, you might need to put it away till you get there. <laughs> See, some of our technology has really, on one hand, been a blessing. But on the other hand, it's been a real curse. What if you came in at night, you had a good meal, and instead of watching two, three, four hours of television, you just laid up in the bed and got quiet or you just sat on your couch and got quiet and communed with God and prayed in the Holy Ghost for a couple hours just fellowshipping with Him Amen and then get about 8-9 hours rest how do you suppose you'd feel the next morning man, yeah. Ooh, man you'd be ready You be ready for the day. Watch out, world. Here I come. Oh, man. That'll make you quick. That'll make you bright. That'll make you sharp. Some of you get better sleep. You might even get a little better looking. I don't know. (laughs) But isn't it awesome to be rejuvenated physically? Yes, that's right. that's but rejuvenation physically does not just come from physical rest. Rejuvenation comes from the inside. Yes. Yes. There are people, you've heard the phrase, you know what, I just got back from vacation, now I need a vacation from my vacation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I believe that the will of God and the plan of God is for you and I, and I put myself in this category too, all of us, to live a rested life. The answers to your questions do not come out of the entertainment of this age. Now, I'm not preaching against TV. I watch TV. I watch ball games. I go to ball games. You know, I eat ice cream too. (laughs) So, understand what I'm saying. Now, listen to this statement. If we never learn to rest, we'll never really walk by faith like we should. If we never learn to rest, we'll never really learn to operate in faith like we should. And I'm going to show you that in the Scripture. Let's go to Psalm 46, verse 11. Psalms 46, verse 11 is a familiar verse of Scripture. He says over there, he says, Be still and what? That ain't the verse. It's verse 10. 10. I guess if I'd waited on God more, I would have known that. (laughs) (laughs) Psalm 46, verse 10. Thank you, honey. Be still and what? Be still and know that I am God. How about this? Be still and know how God's leading you. Amen? Are you a rester? Faith is a rest. It's not one of these, you know, I've got one nerve left and you're on it. You know, you're not all uptight. And you're not Speedy Gonzalez. Remember him? When you're in rest and you're waiting on the Lord. Turn to me to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Not too long ago, a good friend of ours was here to minister the word of the Lord to us, Brother Moore. Always a blessing when he comes, right? And, you know, normally when he's in for a couple of days, we'll go into the city or, you know, we'll go to a motorcycle shop. He likes motorcycles. I've never ridden one. Except when I was 16, it was a Honda 50, and I was drunk, and I never, I never rode one since. <laughs> but uh, we were up in the office having a little bite to eat after the first night he was here. I said, "Brother Keith, I said, you want to go somewhere tomorrow? You wanna, you wanna go in the city? What you wanna do? What's up?" He says, "No." He says, "I'm just gonna get quiet." And I know exactly what he meant. I'm going to wait on the Lord. And I think that's a good example. To wait on him. Why was he waiting on God? Because I know his schedule had been very busy, but he's also waiting on God so that when he got up behind the pulpit, he'd be in a position to speak for God. You see, you want to be at your best in life, don't you? The Spirit of the Lord will help you do that. Verse 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall pull their hair out. No, it doesn't say that, does it? No. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now the word renew there in the Hebrew means exchange. Everyone say exchange. Exchange. They that wait upon the Lord shall exchange their strength for His strength. Oh, that's great. They shall renew their strength. They won't burn out. They'll burn on. They shall mount up then with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And then look at Hebrews chapter 4, if you would. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 says, "...let us therefore fear, or let us be reverential toward the Lord." Lest a promise left as us of entering into his rest, any of us should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, For we which have believed do what? Remember I made that statement? if you're not resting properly, your faith will not operate at the level and the degree that God wants it? The Bible says, For we which have believed, they do enter into His rest. Verse 6 says, "Seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Belief, Verse 7. Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Verse 9. There remains a rest to the people of God. And I want you to notice this in verse 11. And I want us to read it together. Because how many of you know, to be still and know that you're God, Take some work. You've got to be prepared to do that. There are things that want to keep you out of that rest. One is stress, another one is the list. So many things to do, so many places to go. I am so stressed. Don't ever say that. You ought to be confessing, I am so blessed. Too blessed to ever be stressed. He says, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. Labor to enter in. Labor carries with the thought of maybe there's some things that need to be laid aside. Labor to enter in to the rest lest any man should fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, I want to get into something tonight in the last 15 minutes or so that I believe will absolutely help your heart and make you happy. That is, if you'll take heed to the instruction and you'll be a doer of the Word. God is not impressed with the hearers. God is not impressed with those who just are Bible-toters. But He is pleased with those who hear the Word and do the Word. Now let's work on this just a little bit. How many of you are believing with me tonight? All right, let's turn to Psalm 26, verse 1. Psalm 26, verse 1. Now notice this with me, he says, judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I will not slide. How many of you know that when you walk with God, He will never lead you to go backwards or to be deceptive in any way, fashion, or form? Verse 2, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Try my reins and my heart. The Lord leads you through your reins, through your heart, through your innermost being. Now, I'm not that familiar with horses. I didn't grow up, you know, in the, in the country. I grew up in the city. Brenda grew up in the country. How many of you grew up in the country or grew up around horses? Okay. Now what then is a rein? A rein is like a steering mechanism for a horse, is it not? And a horse that is rein trained does not need a bit, does it? And what that means is that a rein trained horse doesn't have to be forced. But a rain-trained horse, at just the slight movement of the rain, it follows suit. Now, look with me over it. Psalm 32. Psalm 32. He says, you are my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. That's shouting ground right there but that's not what we're preaching on, but that'll preach. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I'm in Psalm 32, verse 7. Psalm 32, verse 7. Let's go back there so we can get take a look at it. Psalm 32, verse 7. You are my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Man, when God sings, I'm wanting to hear that. Glory to God. Just think when you you get to heaven, the master's going to hug you. Hey, you ain't never been hugged before till you've been hugged by the master. Glory to God. Songs of deliverance. Now verse 8, that's not my subject either, but it's good. He said, I will instruct you. I will teach you. And in the way which thou shalt go, I will guide you with my eye. God says to us tonight, I've got my eye on you. His eye is on the sparrow. There is nothing... That the eyes of the Lord do not see and cannot see. The Bible says that all things are open and naked before the eyes of whom we have to do. That's the master. My eyes on you. He says, my eye is upon you and my hand is on you. And also, my spirit is within you. How can you lose? How can we lose? Look at me in verse 9. Here's what I want you to see. (laughs) Be ye not as the horse that's not rain trained. Or as the mule. Anybody ever tried to ride a mule before? I had a faint memory of that in Wisconsin. When I was a little boy... Trying to ride a mule, or anybody ever tried to move a mule? I mean, those mules, you try to pull them and they'll just sit down on you. Hee haw! You know, I think there's a lot of Christians that have that same attitude. Holy Spirit's trying to pull them over this way and they just sit down. Hee haw! Stubborn. It's not a compliment. Stubborn. Stubborn. What do they call it down south? Something-headed. Mule-headed. Mule-headed and stubborn as a mule is not a compliment. Mule-headed and stubborn as a mule is not a compliment. (laughs) I had that faint memory of being a little boy, and they had mules out there. It wasn't any fun. A stubborn mule is about as bad as a flea-bitten horse. Been on one of them, too, with Pastor Hagen. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now notice, he says, don't be like the horse that's not rain-trained or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, Lest they come near unto thee. Now that's a little blind to us. The last part of that: lest they come near unto thee. Another translation says, "Unless they won't, they won't come unless you make them." You see, God didn't make you robots. God made us with a free will. We can choose to follow Him, or we can choose to go our own way. People are doing it by the billions every day. Every day. So to be Spirit-led then, has something in common with a rain-trained horse. Well, I'll tell you what, Pastor Mark, in order for me to do that, I'd have to see a burning bush (laughs) Hee-haw. <laughs> I mean, the Lord himself would have to appear to me in 3D. I'd have to have a vision before I'd ever move there or go to that church. I've been in this church Since I was in my mother's womb and my mom was in this dead church since she was in her mother's womb. And if I left that church to go over to this church, why grandma would roll over in her grave. Let her roll, baby. I'd have to have a burning bush. No, you're smarter than that. You don't have to have something out here to see or to feel to know what God is saying to you down here. That's right. You know, Gideon put out a fleece. Somebody says, "Well, what's wrong with putting out a fleece?" You know, praying this way, Lord, if you're in this. You know, caused every light that I faced this week to be green. <laughs> See, in the old covenant, God's people didn't have the spirit within them, it was only the prophet, the priest, and the king that had the spirit upon them. Yes, that's right. mm-hmm. But we're not under the old covenant now, we're under the new covenant. And how God led them back in those days was a pillar of fire by what? By day. By what? Was it day or night? I don't know. I'm asking. Help me. Fire by night. And a cloud by day. So how did they know when to move? I mean, here they're out there in the wilderness. They're out there in the tents. Well, the glory cloud shows up. And when the cloud moved, they moved. They looked at something outward to move them because they didn't have what you and I have inward. And today there are so many people not following the cloud of glory on the inside of them, but they're following the crowd. Whatever the crowd says, whatever the crowd does, listen, a walk with Jesus will separate you from the crowd. And He's placed the glory of God on the inside of you, the cloud of glory, the Holy Ghost to lead you. And to guide you i 'm here to tell you you don 't need any outward witnesses. you just go by the inside what you have on the inside now you will find that along the path of god 's guidance and god 's leading, there will be confirmations it 'll be con- it 'll just be wow, but something that is a confirmation isn't that which really seals the deal for you? It just confirms what you already have in your heart. Now, I, I want to close with this thought. Because this is very prevalent in the body of Christ and really has been, oh, you know, since I can remember. I've been born again about 37 years. We've been married 35 years, July 22nd. Been in ministry actually 35 years full time. We don't know anything else. This is what we do. But I can remember this, I mean, from the time I was a baby Christian, that people, and I see why it is now, people prefer shortcuts. They prefer shortcuts to hearing from God. They just soon, you hear God for me, uh-huh. rather than me hear God for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how it manifests is, you got a word for me? <laughs> yeah. You got a word for me? Uh-huh. You know? I just know Pastor Mark's got a word for me. I know Brother Hagin's got a word for me. Yeah, he did have a word for some people, but it wasn't always what they wanted to hear. <laughs> and so, I have nothing wrong or nothing against in my spirit someone giving me a word just so I am not putting my faith in that word And just so that word confirms what I already have in my own heart. Are you listening to me? And it's very prevalent still today in the body of Christ for for people to get words here and words there. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, it's hit and miss. I mean, sometimes they're hitting it and sometimes they're missing it. And I want to encourage people to flow in the Spirit of God. I want to encourage people to to operate in the Spirit. But I also want to caution people. Because there's been much damage done by giving a person a word that that person didn't have the confirmation in their own heart that that Word was from God. But because they're a so-called prophet of God, I'm going to obey that Word. And as a result, people have gotten into the ditch. Now in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, let's close there again. You don't need a burning bush. We don't require bits. We're rain trained. I mean, they just lay that rain on the horse's neck and just... That slight movement, the horse responds. That's us. Is that you? Just a, hey, just a slight impression. Yeah, 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 Lord, I'll do that. Uh huh. Go talk to that person. Go, go encourage that person. Call that person up. Had that happen to me, the Lord remind me. Call that person, encourage that person. Send that person some money. Somebody said, Well, I know that couldn't be the Lord. No, that's just your carnal thinking. You're thinking you need to send them a thousand bucks when all you got is a dollar. Send them what you got. Are you listening? Send them what you're led to send. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. And don't wait and put it off for a week or two before you do it. Because because the Lord is watching your steps of obedience. And as you obey those things that seemingly seem small quickly and quietly and right on time, you will position yourself for greater steps and larger responsibilities. In my kingdom, says the Lord. So make sure then that you don't put off and procrastinate, but yield to me immediately. Follow my spirit. Obey the impressions that I place on the inside of you. And you shall be approved and qualified for greater responsibility in my kingdom. Wow. Let's raise our hands and thank him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Is that us? Amen. Say it with me. I'm a yielder. Just the slightest slightest impression. I say, yes, Lord, yes. I'm rain trained. I will respond quickly. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 14. It does not say for as many as are led by personal prophecies. It doesn't say for as many as are led by prophets. It says as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They're the sons of God. Let's pray. Let's all stand and pray. Let's believe God. That's good enough for tonight. Father, thank you so much. If you don't pray in the Spirit and you want to be filled with the Spirit, we'd love to lay hands on you tonight and minister to you the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in the new birth. You are born of the Spirit. And you've been baptized by one Spirit into the body of Christ. And the Spirit now lives within you. But oh, there's a greater experience and another experience beyond the Spirit within. it's called the Spirit upon the mighty baptism with the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, praise God. There's people here that will pray with you, and lay hands on you, and minister to you the Spirit of God. And as the Spirit of God is ministered unto you, and you begin to speak in that heavenly language, a language that is not learned by the intellect, but tongues of men and of angels, then you will see even more clearly the plan of God unfold. For as you speak in the Spirit... You are speaking supernaturally to me. There are divine secrets that will unveil and unfold before you. And the spirit of knowing shall come upon your life. Amen. Many are led by the Spirit of God. The greatest leadings that you'll get in life. And really the greatest manifestations of God in your life. Will come as a result of you. Spending time praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Father. Let's raise our hands right now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word tonight. We purpose in our hearts, pastors included, staff included, every leader included, we purpose in our heart to be sensitive to your leadings, to develop sensitivity to the Spirit's leadings, to operate with an open heart. Say it with me, Lord. Lord, Your will will be done done in my life. life. I am open. open. I'm not closed, closed. but I'm open. The gates are open, Lord. Lord. Whatever you say unto me, me. I I will do it. I will do it. Without delay, delay. I I shall obey. And if you be willing, the Bible says, and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. That's my prayer for my friends tonight. Our partners, our guests, our members, everyone, Lord. Saturate them, Lord, with the truth that they've heard tonight. Help them be resters and waiters and knowers. And we honor you for it in Jesus' name.